Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. Okay, let's talk about empathy and compassion today. First, I want to explain the difference between the two, and then we're going to dig into what it's like when you run out of one or the other and what to do about it. So compassion is the emotional response you have when you see someone struggle and you want to help in in some way. You identify with their uh, situation. You want to do something about it. You desire kind of like to be with them in the situation, but you're not necessarily identifying with their feeling. And empathy is feeling aware of what somebody else is feeling, either because you've been in a situation like that yourself, you've kind of walked in their shoes um, in a way that allowed you to experience the same feelings, or because you might actually project those feelings onto yourself. Either way, you desire to be with them in their feelings, but that's not necessarily the same as being with them in their situation. I personally have been in the helping-hearted, high-touch industry, I would say, for most of my life. From the time I was 13, I was counseling friends who would come to my house and want to talk things through, and then I would literally be coaching them on how to talk to their parents and what next steps to take or how to do better in school. And before that, basically, I was the daughter and caretaker of a chronically ill mother for my whole life and sister and victim of an abusive brother who's schizophrenic, a mother to my own children for 20 years, and a wife to somebody who's had a lot of physical struggles, especially because he was down at ground zero on day two and helped beyond that in recovery. Um, I'm the founder and runner of a runner of a nonprofit that has done, we've been doing crisis response work around the world for 15 years and a leader, teacher, and mentor to many of our 15,000 trained volunteers, a homeschooler for the past 14 years, meaning my children never went anywhere during the day and left beside, um, and also a woman who's packed my bags and boxes so many times that I live currently in my 19th, at 19th address in 20 years, which is also my 34th address for my whole life. And I'm also a life and business and coach. So it might be said <laughs> that I might run out of empathy and compassion <laughs> and all those things. So it used to be that um, you know, health professionals were the ones that were thought to have like compassion fatigue. Mental health professionals were the ones who had empathy fatigue. But I would say that moms, parents in general, taking care of their kids experience compassion and empathy fatigue as much, if not more, than those in healthcare or anybody responsible as a guardian in any way for any children, especially if you add crisis or struggle 
to your children's lives. And I would say teachers, especially in the past few years, can experience this highly as well. And if anybody just tends to be somebody who cares a lot on an ongoing basis, it can happen when your carer gets broken, because that's what I call it. I call it my carer. And sometimes it gets empty. Sometimes it's broken. Sometimes it's just not working well. And I think there are three carers, a body carer, a heart carer, and a mind carer. And I would say my husband's carer is more in his body with his doing. So he gets burnt out doing things. He's fatigued because he's constantly doing, doing, doing. A good friend of mine has a heart carer she uses all day and she gets really fatigued caring for people because she's so heart-centered. I use my mind carer more often than anything. It's like I'm thinking and I care through my thinking for people all day long. So I think the carer inside with you inside of you is probably associated with how you love others and also with what we call the stance in the Enneagram language. And your stance has a lot to do um, in your triad of center of intelligence and what is dominant and what is repressed in your life. And that's a Enneagram podcast for another day. But essentially, I could, I, I bet you could associate it with love languages. My husband's very acts of service, and so he's always doing. I'm a quality time um, person. I really like having conversation, one-to-one, like engaged conversation. Um, my friend who is real a heart carer, she's very um, words of enc- encouragement and gift-giving. So I bet that there's some kind of way to understand how you get fatigued, where you run empty more because of how you pour yourself out. And I would think of it like this. I will pour everything that's in my cup out to be with you while your house is burning down around you. But the issue we're going to run into is that my cup is much smaller then you probably need it to be so there's less to pour out, which means I'm going to be empty sooner than you are ready for me to be. (laughs) But I can think about you all day long and think of ways to help and support and love you. But, you know, my husband would be the one in the house with you, doing things with you and alongside you. I would be thinking and connecting and developing strategies and tactics of how I can help you while your house is burning down around you. This isn't a, not a literal situation. Um, but my mind carer, it's kind of like a five gallon water jug. And I would say my heart carer is like a water pitcher. (laughs) That's how much I have to pour out. And my body carer is like a teacup. So yes, this is out of balance. Thanks for pointing that out. So I have to do the work of trying to get from living off of this one leg on my three-legged stool that I precariously balance myself on. I have to do the work and learn how to sit back 
and rest on all three legs of a stool. Um, we're created to be able to use our our mind, our heart, and our body. So it would be healthier and more balanced if we were really using all three of those regularly and in a balanced, healthy way. I'm very protective of my heart carer because I don't like it to get empty. And I'm very aware of how little there is to pour out from it. So I measure it out throughout the day to make sure that I can cover the, all of the ground of how much I need to use my emotions and feelings to care for people because I have only a pitcher. I don't, my thinking, I can, I have five gallons of thinking to give you, <laughs> but I only have a pitcher of heart caring and really that teacup of you know, actually physically doing something. <laughs> so I I can, but I'd rather pour out of my five gallon um, bucket, you know. So think about that for yourself. What do you tend to pour yourself out of? And how much do you have if you were comparing one of those to a teacup, one to a water pitcher, and one to a five gallon container, like the kind you see at a water station and you get the little cone cup to pour into it. So how do you see yourself really functioning in the area of empathy and compassion? Where's it come from for you? It's really important to be aware of that. I've been in a, a long season of learning how to be more aware of where my, my emptiness is happening so that I can become more aware of what kind of self-care I need to be operating with. So, so these types of fatigue stem from being responsible in some way for other people for a very long period of time. It's different than being tired after a week, and it's more like being depleted after months or years. So to recap, empathy is like identifying with the emotions um, and feelings that other people are having. Sympathy is feeling your own emotions about what they're experiencing. Compassion is caring about the situation and wanting to help them, the people that are affected by the situation. So empathy and compassion fatigue are both considered secondary traumatic stress. It's like caring and desiring to help others who are struggling for so long so deeply that you're like an ATM that's not only giving money out when other people ask for it, but you're giving money out because you see people who walk by who need money. And so instead of just giving out something because it's asked for you, you somebody asks you to give it out, or maybe you've let too many people come ask to make a withdrawal, one day you realize there's no money in the ATM left to give. And so the people who actually need it can't take anything out. There's nothing for them to have, um, nothing for them to withdraw. Are you really an ATM if you have no money inside? I mean, the main purpose of an ATM is for people to make a withdrawal, 
<laughs> There's supposed to be some kind of money. If if nobody's putting money in and everybody's taking money out, then what happens to your purpose as an ATM? If you're unable to fulfill what you're supposed to be doing, what people come to you for. I'm thinking of that in regards to a relationship. As a mom, if I pour out everything into my coaching clients, I pour everything out into relationships and friendships or my church or everywhere else, but then I don't have anything to give my children or my husband, then what's happening to my purpose and my calling as a mom and a wife? So learning how to identify those things and bring balance is really important. And high-touch professions and helping-hearted professions are very susceptible to fatigue in these areas because we're all closely affected by the emotions and struggles of the people that we care for, that we have put ourselves in front of to serve. Add that to the other stressors in our lives, you know, um, money and taking care of our house and our family and our cars and a pandemic and fear and all of the things that it's going on. And it, it ends up an equation that lands us in the negative. And then you have chronic stress that leads to burnout and then affects your motivation and performance. So there's a lot of different things that can be affecting us as helping hearted people And I want to tell you some symptoms of empathy and compassion fatigue. The symptoms are pretty much the same, but it kind of comes down to the motivation behind it. With empathy fatigue, you're you're drained in the emotions. You are attaching to the emotions of people who have a struggle in front of you. And your empathy is being pulled on or you're pouring it out and it's too much for too long and you end up with empathy fatigue. Compassion fatigue is you're moved by a situation and compelled to do something about it. And so you're actually doing things, not just feeling, but doing things that are constantly taking care of everybody. And I think especially as a parent, You're feeling for your people and you are doing things for your people. And it's really easy for these these fatigues to set in. So some symptoms are overwhelm, hopelessness, irritation, anxiety, detachment and numbness, inability to react to hard news or inability to support other people, lots of dwelling on negative things, blaming yourself, blaming others, apathy about working or performing, succeeding, or even just caring in general, lack of focus on important things, as well as the daily things, as well as the things you used to like doing, and lack of desire to work, lack of desire in areas that used to be fun and enjoyable to you. So I understand that those symptoms probably connect your brain to a lot of other things that you might be going through. And if you are a helping hearted person, if you're in a high touch helping hearted profession, I 
suggest that you consider some of these these symptoms and ask yourself if your carer is broken. Have you spent too much feeling? Have you spent too much doing? Have you spent too much thinking in a reaction to taking care of other people who are experiencing a struggle? Now let's talk about how to prevent and take care of yourself when you have empathy or compassion fatigue or both. Setting boundaries and keeping them in every relationship and situation is really important. And also just recognizing that you cannot be everybody's hero. You might not be anybody's hero. You might just need to do the one thing and consider it done. You might always need to ask yourself, is this mine to do? And recognize life circumstances. If you experience your own loss and grief, it can trigger the fatigue, especially if you still have to care for other people while you're going through your own struggle, your own loss, your own transition. And stress awareness is important because if you're not aware of the stressors in your life, well, then how can you manage them? And how do you know what to take to the Lord? So it's important to be aware of what the stressors in your life are, but that doesn't mean you need to get underneath them. Rise up above them, take them to the Lord. And self-care is a strategic superpower. And I will never be able to say that enough, but self-care doesn't always look like a pedicure and a bubble bath. It looks like saying no more often, being willing to slow down, taking time off, finding somebody to talk to, doing something fun, create a hobby for yourself, and go get off of all your devices. Actually, find a book made of paper or play a board game. Make a fire and just sit there and watch the flames. Talk to people face to face instead of over a phone. And take a Sabbath. That doesn't have to be Sunday. In fact, it often cannot be Sunday for a lot of people, but it's also not required to be a Sunday. You need to find a way to really let your mind, heart, and body rest. And the Lord knew it when he told us to take a Sabbath. Also become super mindful of what your mind, heart, and body are saying that they need and what they're going through. Depending on which one is more fatigued, you're going to need different self-care tactics. And last but not least, consider why it is so important to care for other people. Because if you're putting all of your focus and your caring on other people, but that is not really your responsibility to do, if you're doing it because your personality is to meet the needs of other people in order to make yourself feel safe, needed, or loved, you really need to consider what kind of belief system is undergirding that motivation and take it to the Lord. Because if your focus on caring for people all day long is not even what you're called to, not what you're supposed to be doing, then you're, and your fatigue is more internal, then you're going to get those kinds of symptoms I discussed longer throughout life. It'll become a pattern. It'll become a cycle to be caring for people and ending up fatigued and burnt out and resentful and bitter and 
a lot of times people in that situation can really suffer from a little bit of martyr syndrome, thinking I do everything for everybody else, but nobody ever does anything for me. And that is just really false humility. And false humility is the other side of the coin to pride. And the great thing is that God is big enough and great enough to deal with our pride. So if it's false humility that has led you to believing that you are the only one who can take care of the situation, you're the only one who understands what that person is going through, then just take it to the Lord and let him, let him work that out with you. And, you know, you just really have to hear what God wants to say to you about how to restore yourself how to prevent fatigue going forward and how to mitigate it and find ways to help you really process what you're going through when you're caring for other people. When you're in the middle of your own life, but you see other people with a struggle and you're a compassionate, empathetic person, it's really important that you mitigate yourself and take care of you. Because again, like the ATM, if you are found empty, what are you going to do next? What happens with an empty ATM? (laughs) Nobody is going to get anything out of it. And the ATM is going to run out of battery. So take care of yourself. Consider where you're at because God can help you recover from empathy fatigue and compassion fatigue, decision fatigue. We're all in this game together. And I know because he's done it with me. He can supernaturally heal you from the inside out. Spending time with the Lord is like the Wells Fargo truck showing up and stuffing money inside the empty ATM. And now it's full to the max. So Remember God's available throughout the day to bring your stuff to your overwhelm, your heartache, your hopelessness, your bad habits, your cycles, your limiting belief systems, the lies you've been believing and everywhere that you've poured yourself out, he is willing and able to come fill you back up so that your cup is overflowing. Spend time with him on the daily Pray while you're taking care of other people. Spend your time, manage your thought life and actually talk to the Lord instead of dwelling on other things and meditating on how hard this thing is. Put your mind on the Lord. Get in the word. Use something like the dwell app where the word of God can actually be spoken into your ears through your ear pods or whatever you're doing. If you go over and you're taking care of somebody and you're washing their dishes and mowing the yard, listen to the word of the Lord in your ears instead of a an audiobook or a random podcast. <laughs> and go spend more time hearing what he has to say to you so that you are an overflowing ATM because we all want an overflowing ATM in our lives, don't we? All right. I hope this has been a blessing to you. If you are feeling overwhelmed, uncared for, poured yourself out, it's just a reminder. You might be persecuted, but you are not crushed. You can be pressed down. You're not destroyed. You're not left alone. And 
I'm praying for you right now that if you are listening to my voice, you hear the Lord saying to draw near to him, that you can come to him because he is a living fountain of water. He's, um, he's everything that you need to fill you up. And as you go along life, taking care of all of the people in front of you, especially if you're a coach, you are caring about the person that you're working with. If you're a nurse, you're caring for each one of these people who are really going through something and they need to be cared for. And you feel that it's drawing you. If you're a parent and you, especially if you have kids going through hard things right now, you feel that the only way to mitigate this, the only way on top of all the things that I gave you just as tactical, practical tools and things that you can do is to ask the Lord to fill you up because sometimes getting off your devices and taking a Sabbath and all of those things, they are hard to do in the middle of the struggle, but the Lord is drawn. He draws near to the brokenhearted. He draws near to the weak and the, the needy and he hears your cry and he responds to you. So you might actually be listening to this podcast and God is using it as his response to your crying out. And there's a song by Jen Johnson I would recommend to you. It's called, You're Gonna Be Okay. And I would recommend you go online and search for that and listen to that and give yourself a minute in the car to actually feel what you feel as you hear the Lord speak to you through it. So, all right, friends, until next time, all things are absolutely possible. Hey, thanks for listening. And I would love it if you could leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast and tell me what you're loving about it. It helps other people who are looking for transformation and change and growth in their lives find me. And if you want to learn about becoming a coach with any of your superpowers, head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and check out the Greenhouse course. See you there.